everyone and welcome to the first episode of Learning with Lindo. I truly hope that you'll find this podcast quite fulfilling and informative. A lot of people have been asking what this podcast is about. Well, this episode is meant to tackle that question and a few more. The first of many questions that I've received is, who is Lindo? I've also been asked why I made the decision to engage on this specific topic of understanding and destigmatizing learning disabilities. So let's get right into it, shall we? Who am I? My name is Linda Gutle Hatebe. I am a psychology and education major graduate from the University of Johannesburg. I have for the past four years worked extensively with children who have learning disabilities in the classroom and this has opened up my perspective to an entire new world of endless possibilities within learning. What is this podcast about, you ask? Well, let's try and understand what are learning disabilities. I'll try and explain this. Learning disabilities are developmental and cognitive challenges that are a barrier and affect how a child learns. So, cognitive development focuses on how a child develops and how they process information, how they perceive things, how they learn language, and how their brain grows. Now, the term learning disabilities is an umbrella term for a wide variety of learning problems. But as soon as someone says disability, people start to assume that, oh, the person should be on a wheelchair, they should be blind or deaf. Well, these are impairments that can obviously be seen, so it's somewhat easy for people to understand them. So if I say I'm blind, people obviously know that, hey, she can't see. And if the other person is deaf, they can't hear. But how do you tell if a child is at risk of being diagnosed with a learning challenge, which is something that is in the brain and obviously cannot be seen? So, these are some of the telltale signs. You'll often hear or see a child struggle at school. They won't be able to finish their work. They won't be able to focus on tasks. And sometimes they're accused of daydreaming and just simply lacking the attention. Some other learners will struggle to read to identify their alphabets, they lack phonological awareness, or even just struggle to read with actual comprehension. Some kids will struggle with numbers or the retention of information that they've learned. Others will find following instructions such a difficult task. Some other kids will struggle with motor skills such as tying their shoelaces, buttoning up a shirt, or just walking in a straight line really. Well, the list is endless, and I'm sure it sounds like it, right? And I know that there are parents, guardians, or caregivers who have given a nod at the mention of some of these challenges. And yes, these things exist, and it gets overwhelming, even for the children experiencing it. Some of the children have been labeled as dumb, or lazy, or stupid, and slow. But the truth is, these kids are probably as functional as every other person, but the only difference is that their brains function differently. The difference then is how your child will receive and process information. Well, the most common types of learning disabilities involve problems with reading, so that's your basic identification of alphabets, their names, the sounds that they make, how to blend alphabets together, how to read words, and also writing, 
which is the physical activity of writing but also you have some kids that are verbally articulate and strong but would struggle to put their thoughts down on paper some other children will struggle with mathematical concepts like number recognition number operations they'll struggle with shapes and size and patterns other kids will struggle with comprehension and reasoning where a child can read an entire group book but they won't be able to tell you what the book is about or you read them a sentence and you ask them hypothetically what would you have given as a solution to this problem and they just simply don't understand you also have children that face listening and speaking challenges which are speech defects or speech impairments this also hinders communication and being able to follow instructions or repeat instructions or tell a story in a simple sequence. I'm certain that by now you've realized that all these challenges form a part of our basic social skill set, which everyone needs to develop to be functional in society. But what I've also hope that you realize is that learning does not start and is not limited to the schooling or the classroom environment kids start to learn as soon as they are born and to wait for them to start school for these things to be picked up is actually an injustice we all need basic numeracy literacy comprehension and communication skills to do simple day-to-day tasks and once a person finds that one bit challenging it affects their basic function So why am I talking about this now? Why now? The pandemic has pushed everyone into a corner. One such corner is that of children learning at home under parental or guardian supervision. And suddenly a lot of parents are realizing that, oh, my child struggles with reading, like really struggles. Or even, why can't my child sit still and focus on this task? It surely can't be that hard. Some parents realize that we've been doing these words for the entire week and my child still doesn't know them, can't spell them. Well, the truth is every child will struggle with certain tasks once in a while. But a recurring challenge should alert any adult that there might be a reason for concern. Just like if you were an adult and you had a headache and you popped a painkiller and the headache persisted for two days, the next best thing to do would be to get professional help, right? Yeah. And I'm also convinced that at one point in our lives, during our primary or high schooling years, we all knew this one person who we found in a certain grade and we left them in that same grade. Yep, I did too. I knew someone. And for the longest time, I wondered why. Why, if someone had spent an entire year in one grade and they were repeating it, why would they still have no clue as to what is happening in the same grade with the same subject matter? I was genuinely baffled. I then discovered later on in my adult years that unless you teach a child in a way that they can learn, it is extremely difficult for them to comprehend and understand what is being taught. So this makes you wonder how many children are sitting in classrooms and are in reality not learning because there's one traditional way of learning and they're not being stimulated accordingly. Because in reality, there are learners that are visual which means their primary form of stimuli is what they see. Other learners are kinesthetic, meaning they learn through movement. Other learners are auditory learners who learn through hearing. And you also have tactile children who learn through touching and feeling. Now, the painful thing is that all these kids will be taught in one class in one medium. And that means that there'll always be a point in their learning where one 
or two children's needs are not met. Learning disabilities are often grouped according to a school area skill sets, and we're going to look deeper into the following over the next couple of episodes. The first learning disability we're going to look at is dyslexia and dysphasia, which are reading and language acquisition issues. The second one will be dyscalculia, which is difficulty with math and understanding numbers. Number three will be dysgraphia, which is difficulty in writing, grip, and copying. Number four will be dyspraxia, which are disorders of movement and coordination. Number five will be visual processing disorders, which is how a person interprets what they see. Number six are audio processing disorders, which is how we comprehend what we hear. We're also going to look at attention deficit hyperactive disorder, which is ADHD and autism, which are not classified under learning disabilities. But I want to shed some light on these because I have personally worked with a lot of children who have diagnosed and the parents are just simply struggling to provide the necessary support, not because they don't want to, but because they simply don't understand what is happening. So you'll have a child starting at the beginning of the year and three months later, the parent is asking you, so when will my child be fine? Diagnosing a learning disability isn't always easy, but there'll always be strong telltale signs. Do not ignore these. It is extremely important to have your child tested and evaluated by a qualified professional to determine if they need help. And if you're concerned about something, anything, don't wait. The sooner, the better. Don't delay in finding the support that your child needs. The sooner you act, the better the chances of them getting the correct supports and help or therapies that they need. You're probably wondering why I've highlighted the challenges and no solutions. Well, that's because the nature of learning disabilities is that they will always be different and no two children will exhibit the same symptoms. That's why seeking qualified and professional advice will ensure that a solution-focused intervention is tailor-made for your child and is also adapted and modified according to the progress that they make. Your first step, if uncertain or in doubt, should always be your general practitioner or your pediatrician. I hope that after this extensive introduction, you're excited to be part of this and you're looking forward to our first episode where we'll be discussing dyslexia and dysphasia.